Welcome to the Mindful Personal Training Podcast with Dr. Clint Cepeda. Dr. Cepeda will discuss all the issues you face when losing weight, creating effective exercise design, and training with intensity. Dr. Cepeda is a health and exercise science researcher specializing in obesity, program design, and mindful behavioral changes. Be sure to stop by drclintcepeda.com for more information. And now here is Dr. C. Well, hello, hello, hello. Thank you so much. Welcome back to Mindful Personal Training with Dr. C. I'm Clint Cepeda. Nice to hear from you guys. Once again, humbled, 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 and we'd like to give a great shout out to Hood River. I think that's in Oregon. So those guys are downloading it. Uh, and and we're just so thankful for those guys. So uh, once again, grateful, humbled, and I'd like to give a shout out to those guys over in Hood River for making the download possible on Mindful Personal Training. This week, we're taking a look at the dreaded myths. Now, there's tons of them out there. There's, you know, gym myths. You've got nutrition myths. Diet myths are just abound. What can do this and what can do that? In previous episodes, we we did talk about you know, several myths that are out there. But this week, I'd like to focus on just two things that people are trying to lose and trying to gain. So there are fat and muscle myths. Now, there's tons of them out there. But for this week, I want to really just focus on fat weighs more than muscle. That's one of my favorites. Fat is like being big boned for children. And muscle can make women bigger. Now, the, these three myths, uh, for some reason in the year 2021, are still very prevalent, meaning I just heard this yesterday. I heard it last week, and I'm sure I'm going to hear it sometime in the near future. The myths that we talk about, I, I would really love to find out how it started. That should be an interesting documentary to see on your favorite streaming service and it, it still boggles my mind that, like I said, in 2021, it's still out there. And I, I don't know why. It's it's an enduring thing. I mean, it's like finding one sock in your dryer. You don't even know where the other one's at, but you're trying to figure out why does it happen, no matter what kind of dryer you get, where you live, and how old you are. Well, either way, the fat and muscle myths that are out there. Fat weighs more than muscle. Fat is like being big bone for children. And muscle makes women bigger are still here. And I have a feeling, doesn't matter what I say, that it's going to be here next week. But at least for the listeners that are out there, we can try and start that revolution of destroying the myths. So let's start with the first one. Fat weighs more than muscle. So here's the famous riddle. What weighs more? Five pounds of feathers or five pounds of bricks? And if you just hear people that uh, have never heard that riddle before... They will always say, oh, it's five pounds of bricks. Well, five pounds is five pounds. doesn't matter what it is, whether it's five pounds of lint or five pounds of gravel rock, it's still five pounds. The size may be different, but five pounds is five pounds. So this myth about how, oh yeah, I know fat weighs more than muscle. No, <laughs> it is the funniest thing I hear. And you'll be surprised who still recites those myths. Now, I've, I've seen it over the years. I've seen grown men argue with other grown men saying this is why. And they try to break it down scientifically. And you have to break it down mathematically. Five pounds is five pounds. doesn't matter. Now, the density of the tissue, that's what I think people are getting confused about. But let's break it down. Fat weighs more than muscle. That's not true. Five pounds is five pounds. It doesn't matter what 
the mass is. It's that you're talking about a mathematical equation, but getting a little bit deeper, the reason why you feel that fat wastes more than muscle is because the fat tissue is loosely, uh, for lack of a better word, maybe coagulated or it is loosely together as far as a fat cell and fat tissue. Now, muscle is tighter because it's a more dense property. And the difference between the two is that you can feel the muscle jiggle or excuse me, you can feel the fat jiggle when you're moving around and it feels like, oh, it's just, you know, lightweight. And really it, it's, it's not, I mean, you're, you're moving and you're jiggling. The skin is loose, especially when you do get a little bit bigger and you're adding fat tissue or fat cells rather, and you're growing those fat cells off that bone and un- underneath that skin with that subcutaneous fat. And what happens is, is that over time, it has nothing, nowhere else to go. You can't latch onto the bone and have the skin lag down any further than what is normal. So for instance, you know, just a little pinch with your index finger and your thumb, you can feel and see how much fat is lagging as far as the fat tissue and the fat cells over the bone and over uh, the muscle. Now, your bone starts the first skeletal frame, if we're talking about structure. Then right there would be muscle. Then on top of that is the subcutaneous fat under the skin. And skin would be, of course, the outer layer. Just simple, simple levels, right? I mean, it's almost like gravel when you get into uh, the sand and you get a certain color of sand and you dig deeper and it becomes dirt and mud and rock and whatever. So in the most simplest terms I can explain, that's how it works. You got the bone structure, which is really hard. And then on top of that, you'll have a muscle structure or the muscle tissue. And then on top of that is a subcutaneous fat. And then on top of that is, of course, the skin, which everybody sees. Fat does not weigh more than muscle and muscle does not weigh more than fat. Now, the difference between the two is the density and the amount of cells uh, that you have in each tissue. Now, the muscle fibers are tense like fibers. It's like really, really tough rubber band. And fat tissue is not. Fat tissue is spread. They don't really, you know, work together as tight as a muscle fiber does. And fat tissue is not fiber. So whenever you hear that muscle weighs more than fat, no, that's a myth. And that is trying to explain why you look a certain way. Or it's trying to explain why that they've been working out and their weight has not changed. That's not even true. Fat is a tissue that is almost like a Play-Doh. You can mold it. You can move it around. You can jiggle it. You can go ahead and press it. You can try and pinch it. Uh, You can go ahead and press into it. You can see the cellulite. So fat tissue is loose cells that grow and the cells grow and they're not, it's not a tight tissue as opposed to muscle. Muscle, you tap it, you can feel it. It's hard. It is flexing. It is uh, the type of organ and and the type, or excuse me, not the organ, rather the type of uh, body system where it's meant to be tough. It's meant to be hard. It's muscle. It's a force production type of thing in your body where It is meant to carry heavy loads, meant to be fast. It's meant to last a long time. Fat is not that way. So they should never be in the same conversation. So one you're trying to lose and one you're trying to gain. Of course, with muscle tissue, the benefits are 1000% on your side. 
you grow muscle tissue, you keep the muscle tissue, you repair the muscle tissue. All the things are, are just beneficial for the entire body. Fat, not so much. You're looking to just, you know, coat the organs, have a little bit of space and cushion, but not enough to where when you're pinching with that index finger and that thumb that you're pulling a couple inches, centimeters, millimeters, whatever the case may be. When I first started in the business, some of you may be familiar with this, but we uh, had this thing called a, a caliper and you can get an expensive caliper. You can get a cheap one, but it's not precise if you're talking about to the 0.000% of what fat you have on your body. But it does give you an indication uh, from for the totality of fat uh, for in your body composition. And, and the caliper will help you with that. Of course, there's way more advanced stuff now, a little bit more expensive. You know, you have uh, water hydrolysis uh, where you're sitting in, in a pool and they'll tell you exactly what your weight is and how much fat you have uh, in a pool. Uh, the DEXA machine is a high-end machine. So there's more advanced knowledge out there that you can do, but you don't have access to some of those things. So the caliper was a, a cheap and efficient way to go ahead and get at least a general sense of how much body fat you have. Now, if you've ever been pinched, you know exactly what I'm talking about. And if you've never been pinched uh, because you're scared of the caliper, well, then you need to know what your body composition is. So when you are focusing on two tissues that have really nothing to do with each other, that's where you run into problems. And then it leads to other type of thinking. And speaking of that, uh, fat is like being big boned on children or genetically big bone or customarily big bone. Yeah, that's not true. Big boned, like the professional wrestler, Andre the Giant, he looks big boned. I mean, the guy was sitting at about eight foot. You know, when you're bigger, your skeletal frame is longer. You know, you're taller. You're, you have that type of structure. But in children, you can't tell because they're kids. And if you have a kid who, where you're looking at them and you're thinking, oh, he's just big boned. No, he's not. You can't. Their kids are still developing into their skeletal frame. So by saying that, that's just probably an old myth that started way back when trying to explain why certain kids were bigger than other kids. Being big boned as a child doesn't exist because you're still developing and growing into the skeletal frame. And we don't know how tall we'll get a general sense if you visit your pediatrician, but you'll get a general sense of how tall your children will be when you do your uh, yearly exam. However, You'll know right away, like I, you know, can tell right away which kids have poor diets and which do not. You don't have to tell me that they're big bone. My first indication is I take a look at the parents and if the parents are big, chances are the kid is bigger now because the parents are big and their eating habits and their dietary practices are inefficient and they're bad. That's my first indication. What if the, the parents structurally look leaner or look thinner and the kid is thicker and that means you've been feeding the kid crap. I mean, genetically, if you come from two parents that are lean and your child is heavy set, no pre-existing conditions, of course, no type of other diseases, underlying diseases that are there. Take a look at the kid and I go, well, your kid is big. No, they're just big bone. You know, my mom is thin. My sister's thin. My wife is thin. Yeah, but you, you just gave them ice cream at 10 o'clock in the morning. And how often do you do that? And so some of these questions that I ask it explains right away why your child is a certain way. Well, you know, we come home late from work and we, you know, he uh, watches TV or he does stuff in his, his pad, his mobile pad and, and his phone and whatever. And I'm, I'm like, okay, so, so there's no activity then. So, you know, I've come across a lot of parents who will bring their children to me 
and say, my, my kid needs to lose some weight. We got some, some bad news from the doctor and, and, you know, this, then the other. And, you know, I've seen teenagers, the same thing, but you know, he's just, he's just big bone, right? No, he's not. He or she is not. It's your eating practices and what you're feeding your child. That that's basically what it comes down to. And of course, the opposite is true. If your child is active and you feed them, you know, whole grain foods and you're feeding them foods that don't happen to be in a box and you're not feeding them stuff by convenience, then that child will look different than the child who hangs out and doesn't work out and doesn't go outside and play and is on video games all day. And then by feeding children differently, they will look differently. So being big boned is not a medical or not a scientific or biomechanical term. That is a myth because you are trying to explain away why your child is bigger than the other kids. So that doesn't exist. When we also talk about that, it gets into not only the children in the family, but then it transfers over to women, the moms. Now, when I take a look at muscle making women bigger, and that's their cue to me, for me to reply, that muscle doesn't make you bigger, all right? Muscle can give you the illusion of looking bigger. That's actually not true. So let's break this one down. Came across a conversation about a week and a half ago. Remember when I used to work out and it just felt so much bigger, you know, when I lifted weights. And I go, well, no, you didn't because your type of weight lifting didn't promote muscle stimulation, didn't promote muscle growth. What it was is that when you were working out, you were getting hungrier because your metabolism was kind of kicking in. And when the time that you were hungry, you overate. Then you gave yourself an excuse because I'm eating or excuse me, that I'm working out that I can eat a little bit more. And therefore I correlated it to me lifting weights. Well, let me tell you something. Most women do not lift enough weights to get bigger. That is the truth. I would love to see women lift more weights, heavier weights within their fitness frame to grow lean muscle tissue. I encourage it. I applaud it. I encourage it to the point that I would love to see women deadlift. And when they go, well, I don't want to look too muscular. Why not? You maybe want to reframe that, that quote and say, I don't want to look like I'm getting ready for a bodybuilding show. I agree. But there's nothing wrong with looking a little bit leaner and more muscular in certain areas of your body, whatever you're genetically predisposed to, and looking better because you're lifting heavier weights. You're not going to get bigger. It's genetically impossible because you lack the biology that I have. My testosterone levels and my muscle fibers are a little bit more compact and more explosive than yours are. I am stronger than you just by biology and because male to female and the cells and the testosterone and the hormonal levels that we have. That's just science. That's what we know. Now, does it make women bigger that are already big? No. That means that while they're lifting the weights in the gym and they're thinking that the weight training is making them bigger, they never changed their dietary habits. They never added cardio. They never lifted enough weight for them to grow the muscle tissue, but in their mind, lifting 5, 10, 15 pounds and doing a 30-minute workout is what is correlating to their weight gain, which is entirely the opposite. When you start lifting weights and putting in cardio and having proper meal planning, they all come together to shrink the body of the fat tissue underneath the skin to give you the illusion that the muscles are popping out. You're a little bit more defined. 
shoulders are a little bit more muscular, biceps, legs are a little bit more muscular. But at the same time, notice this, that when you're doing that, if you've gone the gauntlet of trying to lose weight, so does your waist get leaner. You're a little bit more defined in that area. You're a little bit more mobile when you twist and you drive and you move around. You're a little bit more pep in your step. So what are you trying to exchange that you're trying to exchange the idea that lifting weights makes you bigger so I don't want to do it or lifting weights makes me look leaner. It may give the illusion of you looking bigger, but you're not. You're actually getting smaller because you're decreasing the size of the fat tissue and you're increasing the size of the muscle tissue. So two levels are moving up and down at the same time. Now, if you want to take the extreme approach and use performance enhancing drugs and you're getting ready for a show and you see the women that are bigger, that's a whole nother story because that is the minimal percentage of people that are lifting weights at the gym. Most women that are lifting weights at the gym and that are serious about it understand they're not getting ready for a show, but understand that to be as lean as possible and to not have the look of you having life take over, being a great mom and a professional mom, and everybody is ahead of you except yourself, and the wear and tear of you having a family and taking care of it, and the body shows for it, lifting weights and doing cardio, getting your mind right, and having proper meal planning is what you need to do. Don't avoid the weight rack and don't just mindlessly go on the elliptical or the treadmill and get your 30, 40, 45 minutes in and thinking that's enough. It's not. Making yourself bigger is only happening by eating yourself to make yourself look bigger. That's it. Weights will not do that for women. Weights will do that for men to grow muscle tissue because we are more adaptable to that. But even we are susceptible to that. The rules apply to both of us to varying degrees and levels. You just have to be careful that when you are talking about getting bigger, by what? For what tissue? What are you trying to do? Now, for the powerlifting guys, they do want to get bigger. They want to eat more, but that is for a specific sport and a specific activity. Guys want to get bigger as they lift weights, and that's great. But when the women are avoiding it because they think the weights make them bigger. No, you guys have a ceiling, you have a cap. So reach your personal ceiling first, get to that, make that happen and put all the other pillars together. And I guarantee you, which I rarely do, that you will see a great body composition change. And no, you will not look bigger. You will not look like the Hulk. It doesn't, you just cannot, but you'll look like a leaner version of yourself, a better physical version of yourself. You will notice certain things. And then once you start getting bit by the weightlifting bug, you will never let go. So for the fat and muscle myths that are out there, if you have one that you'd like me to dispel that I can dispel, I'm all for it. You can go ahead and reach me by email at drclintcepeda at yahoo.com or just stop by the website and drop us a line at www.drclintcepeda.com. And once again, grateful and thankful for you guys listening to us this week. So if you have any questions or any myths that I can dispel, I'm all for it. And if I can, I'll try and research it and try and figure it out for you. We will talk to you next week and hopefully you guys stay active and get away from these fat and muscle myths. 
That's going to do it this week for Mindful Personal Training with Dr. Clint Cepeda. That's me, Dr. C. We appreciate all the support. And if you have any more questions, please do not hesitate to drop us a line. Stop by www.drclintcepeda.com. Cepeda, C-E-P-E-D-A. That gets misspelled all the time. We'll see you next week. Take care. Remember, stay healthy, stay well, and stay fit. Dr. Clint Cepeda has a research background in health science and exercise sports science with a focus in obesity and mindfulness. The statements made in this podcast are for educational and motivational purposes only.